Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host, and I hope you are safe and healthy wherever you are. I hope you're avoiding those idiotic states that are not taking this thing seriously. So what are we going to talk about this week? Well, among the collateral damage of the pandemic is certainly the theater scene. Any responsible theater is dark. Now, I don't know if it's like that in Georgia, but uh, for the rest of the world, the theater scene is pretty dead. And a number of theaters are trying to stay alive by having Zoom readings. And those of us in the theater community are doing whatever we can to sort of keep the marquee lights on, so to speak. And as a result of that, this is what I want to do this week. I am going to share with you a one-act play that I wrote that was performed last year at this time as part of the Ensemble Studio Theater's One-Act Play Festival at the Atwater Theater in Los Angeles. I am an associate member of EST and very proud of the work that our theater does. Anyway, this play is called Signing Off. It stars Nick Hewlett as Teddy Holt and Clayton Ferris as Josh Barnes, and it was directed by Tony Pasqualini. Now, Teddy Holt is a longtime TV late-night talk show host being pushed out the door. Sounds kind of familiar, David Letterman. And he meets his young replacement. It takes place in Teddy's swank New York apartment. And uh, as we open, Teddy is on the phone to his agent. So again, this was performed at the Atwater Theater in Los Angeles. It is Signing Off, starring Nick Hewlett and Clayton Ferris, this week on Hollywood and Levine. But first, I want to talk about my new sponsor, EveryPlate.com. Well, it's been, what, six weeks, seven weeks now that we've all been in self-isolation. And the big thing for me when I wake up in the morning is, what am I going to eat today? And for the first couple of weeks, there was the novelty of it, right? You know, you have your chicken and your steak and your fish. And, and after a while, you know, you start throwing in uh, chicken pies and different things and leftovers and maybe get some deliveries and maybe try some meal kits. But most of the meal kits are expensive. And you take a look at the recipe and they want onions and you don't have onions. And you're going, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Week six, week seven. 
7. Well, I have the answer, and it is everyplate.com. Yes, it is a meal kit, but couple of things. Number one, it is better. The food is better. It tastes better. Number two, it is at a much cheaper price, like 58% cheaper than most of the meal kits. And it's delivered right to your door. Everything is included, the recipes, every ingredient. It takes only 30 minutes, great variety, and you have a delicious dinner at a very cheap price. I love it. It it has been a a lifesaver for me. Again, that is everyplate.com. And for information, just go to the website. Very easy. Everyplate.com. Believe me, you will thank me. Okay, now, once again, here is signing off. Starring Nick Hewlett and Clayton Ferris, directed by Tony Pasqualini, and we take you to a Manhattan apartment, and Tony Holt is on the phone. Enjoy. And now, ladies and gentlemen, someone over. No. Look, I haven't decided yet on my final sign-off. Yeah. Driving me crazy. Ah, I got a full week. Something will come. Whoa, he's here. Let the fawning begin. <laughs> hey! I want Stoop the girl who lives in this building. Jennifer something? Does that ring a bell? Uh, no. Well, she obviously had bucks. Jesus, look at this place. Oh, Josh Barnes. It's a real honor. <laughs> Seriously, though, this is what, five million? Seven point five. Oh, I want one! <laughs> well, you're not getting my apartment, too. I don't want your apartment. I want mine. Well, try surviving on television for 30 years. 30 years, this is it? I also have a house in Chappaqua. That makes more sense. A condo in Hawaii and a summer home in Beirut. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Kind of like I have a winter home in Canada. Huh? Jennifer had a better view, though. Wait a minute. A winter home in Canada? What's the joke? Oh, it's more ironic than funny. I'm all about irony. What irony? I mean, if you like cold weather, you'd have a house in Canada. So I get writers. I might even hire one or two of yours. You're kidding, right? I have the best 15 writers in television. They've all won Emmys, which they bring to work every day. <laughs> Just looking to young it up a bit. Hey, they're all in their 30s. Yeah, like I said, young it up. 
<laughs> Seriously, replace me, not that. Hey, nobody replaces Teddy Holt. You're the acknowledged king of late night. Act like Ryan Seacrest on New Year's Eve coming in to take over for the old guy to have a stroke. Oh. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, can I get you a drink? Uh, yeah, beer would be awesome. Thanks. Okay. Uh, here you go. And it's Dick Clark. Who? The old guy who had the stroke. He was a television icon for almost 50 years. And that um, New Year's Eve show, he originated. That's true. And God bless him. But at the end, it was pretty sad. I mean, the first year back, yeah, he couldn't really talk. But it was heroic and people were happy for him. And one last big girl, I get that. But he just kept coming back year after year. <laughs> and then it was just creepy. It's like the guy couldn't live unless he was on television. <laughs> You're getting out while you can. You're exiting classy. God forbid I should ever appear on television again. Hey, you got a ways to go before your stroke. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was a joke. Was? Yes, my fans would know that. Have you ever seen me? Yeah, well, I know that the network's high on you and that you... Yeah, hosting a show somewhere. Yeah, the Zombie World wrap-up show after every new episode on Epics. Wow. <laughs> From Epics, which only seven people have even heard of, to a Heritage Network. That's a big jump. We all have to start somewhere. Where did you start? You're such a big fan, you don't know? Not a TV historian. You've just always been there, period, as it should be. You're like a dog pissing on a tree to stake out its territory. TV is your tree. I'll say this for you. You have an amazing dish for belittling while you're complimenting. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that wasn't my intent. Like I said, I have great respect for you. I mean, you don't last 30 years unless you're really talented. Or lucky. <laughs> Apology accepted. Thank you. That was irony. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Have you actually ever done a television talk show? I mean, back when I started in the Cretaceous period, I had a local talk show in Cincinnati. And then, after I'd filled in a few times for Phil Donahue, I got this show and I was ready. I'm ready. So you've done a talk show. The Zombie World wrap-up show is a talk show. You interview zombies? No. <laughs> Cast members. Oh, so... What's it like playing a zombie? That's one of the questions, yeah. What's the fifth question? Look, it doesn't it take 30 years to learn how to interview somebody. You know, there's no mystique here. It's, hey, you got a new movie coming out. Tell me about it. Bam! I got this. Yeah. All right, interview me. What? Come on, I'll be your guest. Tonight, please welcome Teddy Holt. This is before my stroke. <laughs> sit on the couch. Come on, interview me. I, I, I didn't know I was being tested. Oh, at some point, at time, someone must have mentioned that there were qualifications to this job. Okay, fine, fine. I I'll play along. <laughs> so, Teddy, it's cool that you're here. Oh, thanks, Josh. It's cool to be here. <laughs> so, uh, what's new with you? Nothing. <laughs> Just nothing? Pretty much. So you working on any new projects? No. <laughs> so you're taking some time off. Well-deserved. 
So, so what do you do to fill your days? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I get what you're doing. What? I mean, they're gonna have desks like that, or like this. Oh, just have a great new project. I'm gonna paint my porch. You know, you have to do that every five years or so, especially if you get a lot of rain. To the paint store, and right off the bat, I have to wait because paint stores are busy. So I arrive and I tell him I want to paint my porch, and he says, "How big is it?" So I say, "Well, it's like." from here till I go with that. And he says, what color is it now? And I go, well, it's a sort of white and a sort of gray. And why the fuck haven't you stopped me? Do you want me to stop? Hopefully my writers will brief me a little on painting porches so, so I can carry on a conversation. Nobody wants to hear about painting a porch. <laughs> oh, you haven't encountered this on the zombie show? <laughs> no, Yoda. <laughs> what would you do, oh great Jedi talk show host? I throw in a few one-liners. I control the interview. The guy's going in a boring way. I'd steer him in another way. You're going to have guests who are drunk, who are belligerent, who are trying to humiliate you, who have stage fright, who only want to talk about pussy, who mumble, who have wardrobe malfunctions, who are crazy, who, who say racist remarks, and worst of all, who always try to top you. And if you're not ready for absolutely anything, and I mean anything, then BAM! You ain't got shit. So I will learn as I go, okay? Shoot from the hip. And, and so what if my interviews aren't super slick and polished? I want ragged and unpolished, you know? Let them talk about pussy. Frankly, I think it'll be refreshing. And as far as this paint your porch guy, at some point I'm just going to be like, dude, no one gives a shit. <laughs> you ever tried that? Instead of these zippy one-liners, have you ever just tried being completely honest with your guests? All the time, but in a way that doesn't destroy them on national television. I mean, there's a sensitivity factor at work here, which reminds me. What are you going to do if you go on after 9-11 or Sandy Hook and you can't use your monologue or your prepared bits or kibbutz with the band or talk pussy? How are you going to fill that hour? How are you going to find exactly the right heartfelt tone? <laughs> the network thinks I'm ready. The network thought Roseanne was ready. <laughs> so I will shoot from the hip, okay? And wait, how, how do you know that I don't have any depth? How do you know that I can't offer some great epic insight or, or connect with people? I went to Yale. <laughs> Where did you go? The College of Worcester. <laughs> Where? It's in Ohio. The College of Worcester? Yes, the College of Worcester. The College of Worcester? The College of Worcester sounds like a safety school when you can't get into the DeVry Institute. Fuck <laughs> you. We have an excellent <laughs> campus radio station, and Ben Carson went to Yale, so the DeVry Institute is a step up. Okay, so I will face those crises when I come to them and shoot from the hip. And I don't have to worry about a band because there's not going to be a band. You're not having a band? No! That's so old school, man. Unless you're going to your dad's second wedding, nobody hires a band. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about musical guests? 
They bring their own bands. No, wait, Nick. So Barbara Streisand comes on your show and gets the same minimum that all talk show guests receive, but she has to bring a 20-piece orchestra that she pays for out of her own pocket. You know, even if she does Yentl too, she ain't going on. Barbara <laughs> <laughs> Streisand. My audience only knows who she is from Meet the Fockers. Oh, let me tell you a secret. She also sings. Yeah, let me tell you one. Her audience is asleep by 11.30. Maybe 9. Yeah, and... Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, somehow, we have managed to get off on the wrong foot. You're right. My bad. Mea culpa. Yeah. Let's start again, eh? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> somehow our conversation just it kind of took a wrong turn, and... Yeah. Come on. Grab a seat. <laughs> I, I will uh, consider your writing staff before hiring my own. Thank you very much. No worries. I mean, they're batshit crazy, but they're funny as hell. Hey, the people I'm considering should be locked away. <laughs> you know why they get that way, don't you? Yeah. They want to be us. Can I tell you something? When I started out, I too wanted to shake things up, change the format. I consider dumping the band, but you need them for musical guests, and musical guests are a big draw. And if you ever wind up sleeping with one of them, you'll thank God you had a band. Wow! Whoa, who, who, who did you sleep with? I'm not naming names. There was more than one. Look at you. Hey, I had a good run. Wait, was it Barbara Streisand? No, it was not Barbara Streisand. <laughs> 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 no, for God's sake, mine were young and hot and had grannies and tattoos. Hey, hey, you don't have to impress me, okay? I'm sure you're quite the coxman. I mean, this is three <laughs> me too, so who knows the shenanigans you guys get away with? Wait a minute, I didn't pull any of that shit. Is that who you think I no, am? I'm not uh, accusing you, I'm just saying. I'm going off a of madman when you all did this sort of Madman on about 90 years old! <laughs> <laughs> Christ, you're touchy. Are you just touchy with your staff? Okay, this has been a lovely meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you kicking me out? Yeah. But for your own good. Because if you stayed any longer, you might slip up and say something insulting. insulted. <laughs> Do you have any fucking idea what the word irony <laughs> even means? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and... For the record, I do know Jennifer in the building, and I stuck the two. Oh, good. I just remembered her name was Lisa. Lisa, right. That's who I'm doing now. <laughs> do you know why they hired me? What? Do you know why they picked me to replace you? Oh, and I thought you said no one could ever replace me. I'm replacing you. But why me? Okay. Because the network is clueless and sees some faux hipster narcissist spouting pop culture nonsense at idiot actors and mistakes that for talent. So you have seen my show. <laughs> <laughs> and if I may say so, I was underwhelmed. You made it seem like you were too good to see my show. 
The king wouldn't stoop to concern himself with the activities of the lowly peasants. Of course I saw you damn show. You don't think I'm going to check out my replacement? Then what was this for? A courtesy. So you could fake some genuine respect, and I could pretend to sign off on you. So it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Here's why they picked me. I have 5.3 million Twitter followers. <laughs> I have 6.7 million Instagram followers. I have 7 million fans on Facebook. I have 5.2 million subscribers on my YouTube. And I get 6 million downloads of my podcast weekly. Wow. <laughs> so 40 million trolls who live in basements know who you are. This is a TV show. No, it's not. Not anymore. Okay, then what is it's it? It's clickbait. Huh? You don't know what clickbait is? No, I'm not in middle school. Clickbait <laughs> <laughs> is content designed to attract attention and get people to link to a show's webpage. It's all about pushing people to the internet. That's where the new ad money is. That's where the future is. And the fact that you don't know what clickbait is is all the more reason you need to retire. So the idea is you go on 350 affiliate stations all over the country. And you whore yourself for an hour so that people can watch snippets on Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest? <laughs> it's a photo sharing website, but yeah, yeah, that's the general idea. And in this industry, whore is a compliment. And the actual TV show? It's for everyone over 50, so who the hell cares? Then why do it? Why not do the show on the internet? You won't have to pay. Production deals, bro. Production deals. You don't have three houses because of your ratings. No, I'm assuming it's because you own shows. Sitcoms and syndications, reality shows, daytime talk shows, etc., etc., etc. You have no respect for this job. I mean, none. It's unbelievable. Do you have any idea what a coveted position this is? How many people would kill for this job? How few actually get it? Don't kid yourself. This is the brass ring of brass ring. You are so living in the past. I'm not going to be hosting a late-night network show in 30 years because there's not going to be networks in 30 years. There's not going to be networks in 10 years, maybe less. I'm it. I'm the last. See, that's the difference between me and you. It was coveting when you got in because you could last 30 years, but that's not the end goal for me. This is just a step. Okay, my big job, my, my really big job is going to be on some platform that hasn't even been invented yet. Yeah, but even if it's just for six months... You will be part of a proud legacy. You need to appreciate that. Old glories, man. Big whoop. Look at Johnny Carson. What about it? Johnny Carson had ginormous numbers every night. More viewers at midnight than today's number one show. Probably five times more. And I bet he thought his legend was going to go on forever. I know who Johnny Carson is because your producer told me who he was. But ask anyone else my age for as big as he was, this legend or this, this god, this icon... No one under 40 knows who the fuck he was. What are you implying? That's going to happen to me? You know it is. But that's everybody. So in 50 years when no one knows who I am, who gives a shit? You're not qualified to sit behind my desk. Well, that's the other thing. I'm shit-canning this stupid desk. You're not getting my job. Oh, yeah, as if you had any say in that? Like to say you had not retiring? Fuck you, I did retire. You got fired. Hey, I'm gonna whip your ass. Oh yeah, like you could. Hey, for 30 years I've been the king. You know how many little shits like you come up against me? How many? Huh? 
little fucking hot shots so they can take me away. I crush everyone. Oh, yeah? That's why the network is letting you orchestrate this little charade as if it was your decision in deference to the mighty king, huh? But Colbert and Kimmel get millions of clicks every day and you don't even have a dedicated webpage. But don't blame the networks, dude. That's not the real reason you're getting fired. Oh, yeah, really? What is it? You're no longer funny. Are you fucking serious? You lost it, dude. Jesus, 30 years and some nine-year-old girl. You're out of touch, man. You're the establishment now. Get off my lawn. The people that think you're funny are the people that no longer matter. I'm calling you an Uber. <laughs> but it happens to everyone, man. It'll happen to me. Winter home in Canada? It happened already. Fuck you! <laughs> Alright, he'll be here in three minutes. You can use technology, I am impressed. I will not rest until I bury you. <laughs> Do shit. Try me. Oh yeah? What are you gonna do, huh? Tell the world? Expose me as this evil millennial to push the great Teddy Holt out the door? Go for it, man. It's just gonna sound like sour grapes. Just another old sad TV war horse that can't get off the air. Dick Click or whoever he was. <laughs> no. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to have me on your show Friday night. You're going to pass the torch. We'll hug it out. I'll get all choked up. It'll be one big love fest. And then after you give your last memorable final sign off, you're going to get the fuck out of my studio. You're going to go tell your torch story on Colbert or whoever because... You're never going to be on my fucking show. It's probably your agent. How do you know? You have to answer it. Hey, Adam, what's up? <laughs> you shouldn't. Seriously? Just like that? Okay, yeah. Okay, well, isn't there anything we can do? Easy, don't give yourself a stroke. You motherfucker! <laughs> what did you do? I didn't order you an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to order an Uber. <laughs> I imagine that was your agent or your manager telling you that you were no longer getting my job. <laughs> motherfucker, what did you do? Well, you were right about one thing, Sparky, the production deals. Yeah. The network was able to gently show me the door, but my company owns the show. <laughs> Remington Productions, that's me. My mother's maiden name. But she probably overlooked that. Maybe while he was shooting from the hip. <laughs> As part of my exit package, I get final say on my replacements. And it sure as hell ain't gonna be you, you miserable little prick. <laughs> oh, I'm coming for you. Oh, I'm so coming for you! Really? With what? Tweets? You met me on Twitter? Oh, I'm trending! You see, the thing about being a social media star is you have a window of about three minutes. Tomorrow morning, there'll be another dozen new YouTube sensations. They'll be getting all the offers. 
Your fan base, they'll go elsewhere. They don't call them followers for nothing. Uh-huh. This was your one shot, pal, and you blew it. Now get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> There you go. That was signing off, and again, that was performed last year on April 27, 2019. And it starred Nick Hewlett and Clayton Ferris, directed by Tony Pasqualini. Well, we will join you again next week. In the meantime, our thanks, as always, to Adam and Susie Meister-Butler, to Howard Hoffman, John Wolfert, and also Bruce and Jason Miller. If you want to get in touch with me, I am available via email, hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. That's hollywoodlevine at outlook.com, and I will write you back. I'm also available on Twitter, at Ken Levine, and I'm on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine. And if you go to Instagram, I'm going to post some pictures of Nick and Clayton so you'll get a chance to see what you just heard. We will join you again next week. Once again, please stay safe. Hollywood and Levine. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.